0: We're doing now Vayichi, and we're doing Rishen, this is chapter 47, verse 28, Perik Mamzayin, Pasuk chavches. this is the final sedra of the Chumash Brayshis, okay? So, Pasuk chavches begin, Vayichi Yaakov b'Eretz Mitzrayim, and Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt for Shva Esrei Shona for 17 years. Now, you know the word Shva Esrei in Numbers, the word Toiv, is also equals tesvavveiz equals 17. And it's brought down that the best years of Yaakov were actually in Mitzrayim because all of his life uh, Yaakov was constantly running and having trouble with Lavan and Esau who was the, and and Yosef being sold. His life was full with uh, constantly problems. And this is finally when he uh, settled down, when he actually was able to live. And the Rebbe brings down uh, from the Rabbeim, that in the Yem and in other places, that the fact that he sent to Yehuda to make a yeshiva over there, Lahore, the fun of Goshenah, that helped it to be Vayichi, to uh, base Talmud, to create a place for learning. So even Mitzrayim, which was the worst place in the earth as far as the spiritual level, it was still Vayichi Yaakov. So Vayichi Yaakov. So how much were the days of Yaakov? The days Yaakov were shnei the years of his life, he lived for sheva shanim va'arboim umas shana for hundred and forty-seven years. Now, remember, before when Yaakov first came, when Yaakov first came to uh, visit Pari, he says Pari asked him, "How old are you? How old did he say he was then?" He said, "How long did he? Say, how old did he say that he was?" He says he was hundred and thirty. He says mat a few and. But he says he was 130. If he died at 147, and he was 130 when he came there, how many years did he live in Mitzrayim? 17. That's why it says he was 17 years. Now, Why is this section completely closed? What does it mean it's closed? Because when you look at the Torah, every time when a new sedra begins, there's like a space in the Torah and there's a line. Okay, there's this Parsha. If you read it after Parsha's Mikates, if you look at the Torah, it just follows straight. You don't even know. It's like there's no uh, separation. So that's called it's Parsha's Stuma It's closed. There's no opening. There's no space left. And that represents Lifishekivon Shenifter Yaakov Avinu. Because since when Yaakov Avinu died, passed away, Nistumu Einayim V'libam Shel Yisrael the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people were closed. What does it mean, closed? It means it became dark for them. Mitzorah uh, Sashibut from the troubles of the enslavement, of the slavery. She chilul l'shabdom because they began to enslave them. The Jewish people, after Yaakov passed away, they started to uh, uh, subjugate and have the Jewish people uh, you know, brought underneath and started the trouble. So that's why it's the Parsha is awesome to tell us about this thing, about what happened to the to the eyes and the hearts of Yiddin, that it was also uh, closed. Another inter- explanation, another explanation why? That Yaakov wanted to reveal to his sons the end. What does it mean, the end? The end of exile. He wanted to tell them when the golos will be over. But Vinistam mimenu, and it was sealed from him. So the word, the fact that it was closed, represents the fact that it was closed from him. so when the days of Yisrael came close to die, So he calls to his son Yosef. And he says to him, If I please find favor in your eyes, Place your hand underneath my thigh, and do with me a kindness and a truth. Uh, don't bury me in Egypt. He's getting ready for his bathing. He asks him, I'm bury him in Egypt. Did thigh? No, yeah, under his thigh was actually he 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 had to hold on the mitzvah. The only mitzvah that he had was uh, was the uh, was also the mitzvah that he should swear by this by the bris No, underneath his thigh means by, swear by the bris just like we find before by Eliezer when Avram made him swear, because this was the object of a mitzvah that they had. That was a uh, 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 oath that they had to uh, keep. So. Let's see, we'll see in the Rashi. Rashi is going to explain. And the time of Yisrael came close to to die. Rashi, anyone whom stated that his days drew near to die, which means he did not attain the span, the life of his forefathers. So in other words, he came close, meaning, but he was not... He didn't reach. In other words, the other time they reached it. This came close, but he didn't. It uh, didn't actually reach. The, because why? Because he, he brings out Yitzchok Chai Mei Oshmeinim. Yitzchok lived 180. We learned that in I believe it was in in uh, by uh, Yishlach um, in the end of a Yishlach over there. We learned about it. And Yaakov lived 147. So that's not quite right. That's like 30 three years short. But David, also by David says, by Namar Kriba, it's also said that he came close to die, Aviv Chai his father lived for 400 years. Who is David's father? Yishai. David and Yishai. So Yishai lived for 400 years, but David only lived for 70 years. And he calls to his son to Yosef. So why would you think that Yaakov is asking only Yosef and why is he not asking none of the other sons? So, He wanted to ask one who has the opportunity, the, uh, the ability to go ahead and do so. So what does he tell him? He tells the him power. the power. Yeah, he can, he can do. The other brothers don't have the power because he's going to ask him in a minute, not to bury him in the tribe, but he's going to ask him to take him to the to, bar Machpelah and they didn't have the power. So he says to him, take please your hand and Rashi says, "Vahashbei and swear," because what he swore to him is he swore to him in a similar way as we learned before by Eliezer and Avram. Avram said, "Simno yotcha the exactly same loshen. Over there was a shvua, and he swore by the bris Same thing over here. Chesed ve'emes, he told him to do with him a kindness and a truth. What does it mean a kindness and a truth? So Rashi explains, what does it mean a truth? a kindness that you do with those who are who died it's a true kindness it's a kindness of truth why because you don't look forward to getting paid or in return so when you do a favor to a person who is alive so maybe you have hope or maybe you anticipate that maybe the person is going to pay you back but if you do something to somebody who is dead like you're asking for somebody who's dies, and asking you saying, Do me a favor, when I'm dead, I won't be able to pay you back after I'm dead. But still, that's called the chesed, and that's why he tells him, Do me a kindness and a truth, because it's a true kindness. Almasigbereini b B'mitzrayim. please do not bury me in Egypt. Now, why does he tell him, Please do not bury me in Egypt? Okay? Now, it looks like uh it would be very easy. wants to be lying. You know, a lot of people have the grave sites, and, you know, especially in the olden days, they, would, they wouldn't just buy a grave site. It would be like a whole, a whole section for families. You know, today we have that people buy, you know, several places so that they, those who live together also, when they're passing, they have families together. So it looks like, but he had a specific objection, please don't bury me in Egypt. In other words, he's not just telling him, uh, take me to Israel, I want to be buried there. He's asking not to bury him over there. Why doesn't he want to be buried? He says, please don't bury him. What's the objection of burying Mitzrayim? So Rashi says, Soifa, the end, li aforo afora kinim. The end, the, the, the earth in Egypt will become with lice. Well, you remember, that was when he's talking about the uh, one of the makis, is, is, is dom tzvardeya, then it came kinim, right? So he didn't want, gufi, they're going to be crawling under my body. So he didn't want that. And that's number one. And also because those who die outside of Eretz Yisroel, they don't become alive again when Mashiach comes. And the during Gilgul HaMesim, only through the pain of rolling in through the tunnels, into the passages. Like it says that they will go through in... in what will happen is that from all over the world it will be like tunnels, and the people who are buried outside of Chutzlars will run underneath the tunnels, underneath the passageways into Eretz that will stand up to Chizam Esim in So he doesn't want that Tsar of Gilgul Mechilasim. So it's a sort of a, it's, it's 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 considered to be a, a, a pain. Yeah, it's considered to be a pain. Yeah, no, but it's a pain for the uh, for the soul and for the having to go through those, those steps. And further, He was also concerned that the Egyptians should not make him into an idol. Because, uh, you know, the people, they, hold it, they held him for a distinguished person. You know, first of all, when Yaakov came over there, the famine stopped. Uh, you know, it stopped the famine. And also he blessed uh, Parai with regards to the word of Neil. But generally, he was accepted as a holy person. So he was afraid that they were going to make him into Aved Zorah. Pasuk Lamet im I will lie with my forefathers. Lie, meaning, you know, I'll, when I die. That's another way of saying, I will lie with my forefathers. So then, carry me from Egypt. Bury me in their burial place. This is his asking uh, to, to Yosef. So Yosef responds, and he says, He says, I will do as you ask of me, as your words, are we get out of it. Dr. Rashi, v'shakavti and I will lie with my father. Rashi, vavzu m'chuber l'mayda. Now Rashi is saying, it's not, um, the Pshad over here, v'shakavti m'avaysay, you should place me, I will lie like he's telling him. But he, Rashi is saying that this vav is connected to the beginning uh, of the previous verse. Over there it says, Sim Place now your hand beneath my side v'hi shavali and swear to me va'ani soifilishka For I am destined to lie with my forefathers that's what he's, t- he's telling him. V'atot and you shall carry me out of Egypt. So, for I'm destined. That's what he, this is part of. What he's telling him. So, where does the instruction begin, and where does what's happening begin? So, Rashi says the. That's what's going to happen, and it changes to then you shall carry me to Egypt but and we cannot say on the other hand that I will lie with my father means uh, let me rest with my forefathers in the cave so it starts the instruction to Yosef begins with because afterwards it states in the uh, next verse, uh, it says, <inaudible> And you shall carry me out of Egypt, you shall bury me in their grave. So it says already later that he's telling him that. So why would he be telling him over here that he should go ahead and bury So this means that he will die. It doesn't mean go bury me with my fathers. He's telling what's going to happen. That after... Uh, after I die, then carry me to uh, carry me from its ray, and then he's telling him the second step. He's going to tell me the next place that he should bury him over there. Um, and further says, We find in many places when it says that he lied with his father, that it doesn't mean go bury him with the place with his father, it has nothing to do with the physical place. Uh, that is, talking about the expiring when the person dies, it's called he lies with his father, it doesn't mean the burial where he buried. It just means when he expires not the burial like we say in Malachim Aleph, Beis, it says that David lied with his father so it doesn't mean he lied in David, later on it says he was buried in David so the Pasuk V'Sha'chavti Mav represents his expiring, his passing on. But not lying, not the Baris of machpelah. Pasuk But Aleph. And he said to him, Hishav Ali, swear to me. It wasn't enough to him, but Yosef told him, I'm going to do what you ask of me. Right? And he says to him, I want you to swear me to that. And we'll see. Uh, later on, Rashi is going to say, that uh, he had to make him swear because he was afraid that, um, that uh, Pairoi is not going to allow him to do so it's only because of the shvuah he allowed him uh, Rashi explains that um, that the only reason that Pairoi let Yosef take him is because of the shvuah because uh, Pari made uh, gave a shvuah to Yosef also that he shouldn't tell anybody that Pairoi knows one more language than him he knew Lashem Okay, because the king needed to know Yosef knew one more than him. So he tells him, if you're going to make me transgress my father's Shavua, you know, then I'm going to have to uh, transgress your Shavua too. So he allowed him. So he empowered him by asking him to swear. Not that he didn't trust that Yosef wouldn't want to. He was afraid he was not able to, and that will help him to go ahead and do it. So, So he swore to him, So Yisrael bowed down, on the head of the bed, by the top of the bed, he bowed down over there. By Yisrael. Now, do you think it's respectful for for Israel for the father of Yosef to bow down to Yosef? So he was like a, a, he was like a, you know his father. How would he bow down to him? So Rashi says, uh, Tala There is an expression that Tala Talah means when the fox, the at the time, uh, you know, when the time that the fox, usually who's the king? The lion is the king, right? So people bow to the lion. But at the time that the fox is on top, so then sagilei bowed to him, which means Yaakov is like the lion and Yosef is like the fox because Yaakov is much greater than Yosef, Right? But this was the time that the fox was in charge, because Yosef, who was smaller than Yaakov, he was the king. And that's why we're telling that even Yaakov bows down to Yosef, because Beidne, Tala, the fox, Beidne, and it's time, Sagidle, you bow down to him. So, what does it mean that he bowed down to the head of the bed? So, he turned around, to the side to the side of the Shekhinah, towards the sign of the Divine. Mikan Omru, from here we say, our sages tell us, She'a lemaylo that the Shekhinah, the Divine, is at the head of the sixth person. So when he wanna bow down, so you wanna bow down, he bowed down towards the Shekhinah. Dovar another interpretation, what does it mean al-Resh that he prostrated himself, he bowed down, uh, Actually Shtaku is more than bowed down that he that he prostrated himself. Uh, prostrated means totally hands and feet and everything. So it means it was Al Hamita that was uh on thanking Hashem, you know, not only they wasn't prostrating to Yosef, because according to the first is he used prostrating try prostrate to Yosef. But over here, he's saying he was actually prostrating to Hashem. <laughs> he was thanking Hashem for his bed, that his bed was complete, that he had enough. That from his bed, no rishonim came out. Because the proof was that Yosef was a king, and he was also captured amongst the goyim, but he still remained in his righteousness. Aleph in Peret Mem chapter 48, and it was after these incidents, after Yosef uh, came and visited his father, and he told him, and was told to Yosef, somebody said to Yosef, Rashi is going to say, this was uh, Ephraim, Uh, so he told Yosef, behold, your father is sick, so he takes his two sons with him so as Ben he said to Yasef he doesn't say who said he says one of the sayers said to Yasef but it's a micro it's a short verse there's those that say that Ephraim was accustomed to be before Yaakov in learning, he would learn with him and and when Yaakov got sick in the land of Goshen, the so Ephraim went back to his father to Mizraim and he told him about his grandfather, about Yesuf's father being sick. So Va of he took along Yauf took both of his sons with him back. He took also Menashe together with him together with Ephraim. So why did he take him with him? So, so that Yaakov should bless them before his death. Death. base. by and it was told to Yaakov by someone. Again, was told to Yaakov. Um, it doesn't say who by and he said the one who told Yaakov. He said to him, "Behold, your son Yosef is coming to you by his chazik So Yisrael strengthened himself. Uh, He took up his strength. And he sat on the bed. And the reason is he was lying. He sat on the bed out of respect for his son. He was lying over there. So somebody said, Somebody told to Yaakov. He doesn't say who said. And there's a lot of Sukim that have speak in uh, short language, in other words, that it doesn't say exactly, but you have to uh, deduce the other part, that somebody said to him, who, who it was, doesn't say. So I guess he had to summon up his strength, so Omar, he said although he's my son, but still melacho, he's still a king. and I'm going to bestow honor upon him. The Khan, from here we see King Malchus, that we uh, bestow honor to a king. So we see that even his father was the king. so for sure, we bestow cover to the king. V'chein Moshe, likewise Moshe, Cholo covet l'malchus. Moshe bestowed honor to the king in Shmois, Yudal of Ches. He says, V'yerdu kol avadecha eile elai, and all your servants will come down to me. So really, he meant also Par will come down to him, but because he wanted to speak respectful to Padre, he told him, you only avadecha." V'chein Eliyoh, like what we find in Eliyoh, M'lochem alav yuches memvav, so over there the Pesach says Vayishanis es mos, es mos, mos, no, that he girded his loins and he ran before Achav until he came to Yisrael. So we see that he gave him honor to run ahead of him before Achav by Israel. So we see that they gave covet Lamachos. Next Pesach, Gimel. By Yaakov Yosef. And Yaakov says to Yosef, Kail Shaddai Nira Eli. The uh Hashem, Almighty Hashem, appeared to me, Beluz, in Luz, Baretz Kanaan in the land of Canaan, Ba Yvar Khaisi, and he blessed me. Ponsik Dal Ba Yemir alaih and he said to me, Hinini Mafricha vihirbisikha. He says, I will make you fruitful and I will cause you to multiply. Un Saticho and I will give you to a multitude of nations. And I will give this land to you, to your seed, for an everlasting inheritance. This thing took place in Luz, after, ya- after Yaakov came from Lovan, he was going back to Yisrael, after his encounter in uh in with with with, uh, with, uh, with and after the, after the story with Shem, so in in Ba'ishlach, in um, in Perik um, in Perik um, Lamed uh, Lamed Hey, in pasik tas over there over there we have the Vayera yakov Yaakov uh, talks first that he came to lose, and then Shem says Loi Yikar Yaakov in Israel and goes around the psukei mo'k and the kirshadai pray reve goyokha goyim yimechom lochim echalotzecho yitzeyu that's the persecute in Judah over there and then the persecute basevezarut in satlavrom ulhotnanuz rakha rakha okay so rashi says un satikhul anim you'll give you to a multitude of nations so rashi bisrani he uh he uh, gave me the good news that the future to come out of me an additional call it says, and um so and although he said to me so even though in the posse it doesn't say just kahal amin it says goy. So there's actually a third nation over here. It says Goy. And then it says, U And a multitude of nations. So Goy, So a nation that goes al Because he wasn't yet born over there. That was born to Rachel later on. Right? But Goyim, then Goyim means that is to be, or khalamim in our possible There's there's Goyim. Harishnaim Levad-Binyamin. A multitude of nations, or a call of Goyim, means two nations, it means, right? So two, And I don't have anyone, no sons were born to me after that. This taught me, that one of my tribes will split. And, And, um, uh, and now I'm giving you that gift. In other words, what does it mean that those will be split? Meaning that one tribe, two of them will become like the tribes. Now you'll get like two more nations. Because if you split one tribe into two, you get two. So those two that will be split. Who was that? Pasik Now this was really also in other places. This is also like the Bechayra. We'll see what Rashi says about it. But the Bechayra that... Ruven was supposed to get double like in, in Erchisro. so Yosef you know that's in the Gemara that Yosef ended up getting like the Bechayra which means that he ended up getting two portions in Eretz because two of his sons got uh, the double portions uh, and, not, and, not, and not Reuven uh, because his sons got double but anyways that's not Negei here it's not uh, brought down over here Pasighei Ba'ato and now Shneibon Echo and E Lodim Lecho Beret Mitzraim As far as you two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt, Adbay Elacho until I came to you, Mitzraim to Mitzraim, Lihaim, they are mine. What do you mean, Lihaim? Aphraimanasheh, these two sons that that you had till I came to Mitzraim, they're mine. Aphraimanash, Aphraimanashiru Mishimanili shall be like Ruvenim Shimon. So he he placed them. Reuven and Shimon he takes his two oldest sons, Reuven and Shimon. So Afraim and Rash will be like them. So Klal says, "Ne'lodim lecha That was born to you until I came to you, which means lifnei boyalecha before I came to you. Kulaymar, that means sheneldu. They were born mishaparash to me. Many at shabos They were born from the time you separated until I came to you. Liheim what means they're mine. Becheshm shabonahheim. They are in the cheshm of my other sons. Little Khailik, beeretz. They take a portion in the land of Yisroel, Ish kinegdoi, As each person as as each kinegdoi, as each of my other sons, they will take they will get the, the, the portion. but your children that you have born to you after them, if you have other children, they shall be yours by the brother's name shall be called in their inheritance, which means if you have more children <inaudible> if you give more children, if you give more birth <inaudible> they will not be numbered my sons <inaudible> they should be included in the tribes of Ephraim Menashe <inaudible> they will not have a separate name in the tribes with regards to the nachla. Which now I don't understand that. this, so what happens let's say he had other children, which I don't think he had. He didn't. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yosef. Okay, so uh, they would get together with Ephraim and Manasseh. But how who would go with Ephraim who would go to Manasseh? But yeah. Rashi says like this. Rashi says like this although that the land of Israel was divided. To the number of heads, kiddiksiv, as the Pusik says, "My dalad tarbu To the shot uh, to the tribe that has more people, you give a greater inheritance. And the Pusik says, "To a tribe, with let's get a later inheritance," which means that the land of Eretz Yisrael is not that we divided the land of Eretz Yisrael into into 12 sections, and say okay, each it each tribe take a section, right? No matter what, we take 12 equal parts and we divide it and say each, shavet, each tribe take a section that's not the way it was divided it was divided, In actually there's a whole discussion about that in the Gemara of but the way it was divided, the Rashi says the way it was divided, that it was divided to the number of heads meaning the portions were given, the tribe that had let's say 100 people i mean a lot more than that but i'm just so easy 100 people got 100 portions and the tribe that had 50 people got only 50 portions so it worked by the amount of people that uh, by amount of people not by the tribes oh well, that's why it says connect, no so what no so the question is so what does it help to them that they're gonna get their own portion they're not getting really anything more so if they were all yosef right so if we split yosef and the, the, the children of Menashe and Ephraim, and their children will only get the same amount if they were all given to Yosef. they still the same portion of the land. Because if Yosef would have more people in the tribe of Yosef, and if it's Menashe and Ephraim, they, they're, they're split, but they're still getting the same amount of, of, of land. Bechol ish v'ish ish And everybody received an equal share. Chutz With the exception of the firstborn. The, the, the firstborn... Got double in the portion. Now, the way they went with the firstborn is also, I mean, I don't want to get involved in here, is they went back to the Yoichim They went back with those who went out of Egypt. So it's always talked about Slavchot with his daughters. What's Slavchot? The... Slavchot, okay, let's, I'm not going to talk about it now, we'll leave it over there. But the Bukhayris, the, the firstborns, they got double portion. So everybody got the regular portion, the Bukhayris got double portion. Nevertheless, so, what's the difference? But nevertheless, So, itaka didn't make a difference in how much land they would get. But these were called tribes. In other words, and you know, they got it in different sections. They were different, separate tribes. For example, you throw the lottery to the number of the tribes, of the names of the tribes. You know, they were the tribe. They had like a, a two uh, lottery boxes, and the one that had the name. And the other one, they have a, a, a place. So yeah, I mean. they'd have a name of a Shavit, you pull out from the lottery box, and then you have, on the other one, you have another box which says a, a police uh, boundary of Eretz Yisrael. And this goes to that. Actually, it also fitted with the Urim Vitumim because it works through both, through the Urim Vitumim and through the lottery. So therefore. Oh, that's from the uh, coin. Okay, let's not talk about that either. We'll go back to it. So, to put the lottery of the land but it was the name of the Shvatim so Ephraim and Menashe appeared as separate Shvatim and also each tribe got its own leader so they got two leaders so if it was only Yesev they would have only one leader and also they also had separate flags because each camp had their own flag so they had their own flag yeah Pasek now he's bringing up another thing over here in the discussion with Yoise. He says, As for I, when I came from Padon, uh, that when he's coming from Padna meaning coming from Padna that's where lovin lived. I mean, he was already far away from love but he was already in Luz after this, coming from Luz. But uh, basically, on his way from Padon, Rachel died to me. Uh, also, the language here is Lai Rachel because Ein meisal You know, it's a, a lie. For Yaakov, it was more. It's for me, on him. It was for Rachel. Rachel died for Yaakov more than anybody else because the most one that grieves is, is, is a spouse, is, is, is Yaakov. So Mesolai Rachel beareth in the land of Canaan we were on the way. Kibras Eretz there was uh, a stretch of land to come to Ephras. In other words, not quite by Ephras. and I buried it right there, Ephras on the way to Ephros. He based lochem, which is based lochem. I buried it in based lochem. So what is he saying over there? Why is he bringing in all of a sudden the story with the uh, with Lavev, a like this although that I'm troubling you to carry me to get buried in the land of Canaan but I didn't do so to your mother because she died close to the base she wasn't that far from base lechem and uh, so he he says I didn't do it to your mother she died close to the Beis Lechem and I didn't even take her to Beis Lechem. On the death Ephraim was Beis Lechem and I didn't even take her into Beis Lechem but I buried her right on the road over there. Kibras Eretz, Dr. Midas Eretz. It's a measure of land which is 2,000 cubits. Uh, which is uh, equivalent to the measure of the Shabbos boundary, the distance a person may walk on the Shabbos at Tchum Shabbos. That's the measure of Tchum Shabbos. That was the words of um, of Ramesha Darshan. Rashi continues, taymar. I shouldn't say she ikvu gishamim that the rains prevented me from transporting her and burying her in first he's telling him why he buried her over there kibra close to Beislechem now he's explaining to him in generally why didn't he take her to uh to the um to 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 cover. Maybe he couldn't take her. Maybe there was rains. It was too stormy. He couldn't take her. So he says, "No, um, It was the dry season. that the earth was uh, 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 riddled and full of holes like a sieve. So kibras edits mean the land was uh, like a hollow, like a sieve. That's a kvara. And I didn't even take her to Beis So, not, this was Derech Efros. We're not talking about Efros, not Chevron, But I didn't even take her to Beis Lechem. It's to enter into the land. What do you mean to the land? It wasn't Eretz Yisroh. But meaning land into an inhabited land, to a place where livable. But yeah, I died, Tishia Yesh, believe Cholay to rumors, and I know that there is on your heart complaints against me. Avodaluch, I want you to know, shall piadibur kvarati Hashem, that I bear there by the instructions of Hashem. Sheteheli Ezra Levoneha, that she should be of help to her children. Ksheyigloisom nevuzarden munezvarden will exile them. Vahor you oivrim derech sham, and they would pass through that. Place, HaSruch HaLeh Kivra Rachel will go out on her graves <speaking in Hebrew> she will cry and she will seek for them mercy now you see that's why it's on the way on the road because apparently that's the road that you take if it was in the if you brought her inside then the Buzan wouldn't be going and it wouldn't sort of be a reminder so this is also tells us about the importance of being at the cave. Of a tzaddik, of a tzaddik, to actually be there. Because why couldn't she not go out to them uh, if she was a little bit further, she was in the city? Couldn't she pray for them? But she prays for them stronger and more, it looks like, if they're actually at their cave, when they pass by on the cave. That means when you go to the oil, and you go to the place of that, da- that's where there's special uh, koiches. Shonamah, as it says in the Postal, Koyl nishma, a voice, um is heard on high uh Rachel Bavakal Bana Rachel crying for her children of Goimer. Bakodish Barakomeshiva and Hashem responds to her, Yeramadalov, Posikazv, Yesh Sakhar Lipu Loser, there's reward for your work. Num Hashem says Hashem, Shavu banim Lugvulam, and the children will return to their borders. So we see here that this was something not only did she pray for them, but she succeeded. It was her prayer. Hashem uh, says, <coughs> So it was important for her to be there because the yin's return to Eretz Yisrael only comes through her prayer. And that's why it was important. Not just she could pray for them, but she can accomplish with her prayers. And Onkelos uh, translates it that the word of Kivras uh, Oritz is Kiruv uh, Aro, that means measure of plowing in a day. Kidei shiur kharishas like this means the measure of plowing in a day, or the measure of plowing the land. what does it mean, Kruv Aro? Shehoyalohem uh they had a, uh, a measurement, uh, that was called one full furrow, which means when you want to say, like in those days, distances there was a certain area that you can plow in one day. So, you say kibras edets, kibras large from plowing the land, it was going a, a, no a land plow, you know, in other words, what it takes to plow the land for one day. From you know, so that's an area, like we say a mile today, All right. Over there there was a plow day or a plow that you plow the land. That was the shear, and that's how they talked. That's how they gave a destin. He says, Aretz means that was the distance that was left uh, for them to come to to to, 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 to Or I mean to come to Ephrasom. Kidamrinon, like we say in ba'metzik of Zainom and Aleph over there it says, uh, that he plows and plows again. Over there it's a shear, a shear for plowing and plowing again. In Yuma and Gimum and Beis we have the Lashon over there, as much as a fox picks up on its field from a plowed field. Uh, the time, that's also a representation of the time that it takes to plow a field, uh, how much the fox picks up during that period of time. Or maybe he's just bringing a raif from here for the word karba, in any event, that it means um, plowing. Yosef <speaking> so the sons <in> of he says, Who are these? The Ya'elis was bnei Yosef. Zoktar Rashi, He attempted to bless them. B'nis talchus shechina and the shechina withdrew from him. Uh, and the reason why it withdrew from him is the vishasu dirovam va'achov because the two bad kings, Yerovam ben Evat and Achov, the king of of, of uh, the, the king in, in Israel. So they went out, they came out from the tribe of Ephraim. And then you also had the Yehu Ubon of Manasseh and Yehu uh, from Menashe. Uh, so therefore, you know, he couldn't, so he says, and he said, Mi Who are these? Mehechin Yotsu yotso Eila she'enamruim librakha. From where did these come out, who are not fit for blessing? Now, um, Question is, I mean, this, 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 uh, yeah, a Rashi just brought down before was sitting and learning the whole time with Yosef with with Yaakov over there, right? So, um, How does he know? Uh, so he knows, but he didn't want to bless him. I guess in the time of blessing, there was the shekhinah went away from him, so it was like, uh, uh, something that he was, uh, given at that, that, that time. Positive test, and Yosef says to his father, Bonaheim, they're my sons which God gave me here. Uh, Now, um, he he before, he just told them, so he tells them, and all of a sudden who are these? Uh, Take him, uh, bring them near to me, so I can bless them. So what happened over here, um, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say that Yosef prayed, or anything, it doesn't say that he prayed in the Um uh, but he says he says he says to my sons he doesn't answer his father's question but he says and Bona heim he with, with this, Soch Rashi and we'll see Rashi explains it in How, a second what does this mean here? yeah what does it mean this, Sokhtu Rashi? Rashi? Bozeh means erusi, Hashem, that, that Yosef showed him to his father the document of betrothal and the document of a ketubah. Um what, getting, I don't know, then a then star Aresin, a a maybe he made Kiddushin, you can make through a star. I mean, sometimes people don't have a star, but he had a star, I guess, for the erosin. And he also had a star Why Kisubah, to to show that They're that legitimate his children. Yeah, they're, they're kids are maybe what's uh, that they're actually his children. I mean, Why Rashi says before a that a Pilegesh is without a ktuba. So maybe he was showing his but father that remember. they have a ktuba. So they're not stopped. They're not his children. Why the re- his father? No, but uh, his father knew who was the friend of Menashe, anyways. So was he to bring. But his father to... had, uh, uh, but his father had a problem because the Shekhinah left, and the reason Shekhinah left was well, because telling, of. Uh, yeah. So he's telling, him, well, no, these are my sons; they're legitimate children. He's telling his father. They but I'm the... to think why? Why did he have to tell him Boze? with the so, with so, the shi- kind of yeah, so Rashi says look at the end of Rashi <laughs> so Yosef ya- asks for uh, mercy for this matter and then the Holy Spirit rested on him the Shechina returned to him and he was able to bless his children and he says bring them near to me so I can bless them So this is what the verse says in Hishaya Yudal of Gimel uh it refers to this incident it says noyhi tirgalti lafraim khochem azraisov so what's the meaning "van noichi tirgalti lafraim so the english they're saying noyhi i tirgalti ruchi" that um i uh i trained my spirit, Yaakov, B'Anoichi til The gal means I trained my spirit, I gave back my Ruach HaKodesh, to Yaakov, B'Anoichi til Galti, uh B'Shvil Afraim, because of Afraim, I gave back my Ruach to Yaakov, to the extent, B'Anoichi Galti, Le'Akov, B'Anoichi to Yaakov, Le'Aphraim, for the sake of Afraim, so what happened is, K'ochim Azra'osov, azra Azra'osov, until he took him, Yaakov took him on his, on his arms, or in this case, towards him, he brought him close to him, which means he took him on his arms.